investing in property makes sense. Investing in the right property takes knowledge. Welcome to the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. I'm Jared McCabe, Director of Wakeland Property Advisory. Join me for expert insights into the fundamentals, trends and opportunities to help you create long-term wealth through smart property decisions. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 40 of the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. So over the years, um, as a business, we've always spoken about wanting to build equity in a property. Um, it enables you to further improve that property. It enables you to purchase other investment properties and to continue to build wealth down that path as well, perhaps to upgrade your home uh, or even to invest in other asset classes. So thought today that we'd have a bit of a look at equity and some of the ways to build it. But first off, what is equity? Well, uh, put simply, the equity in your property is the difference between its market value um, and your remaining home loan or debt that you've got against that property. So, for instance, if you've got a property that's worth $1 million uh, and you've got a debt of $400,000 against that property, then you've got equity of $600,000. So, there are a number of ways that we can go about building equity, but clearly the two main um, options that you've got are to reduce the debt, um, so to pay down the loan. Um, or it's to increase the value of the property. Uh, so you can do that in a number of ways, and that's what we're going to look at today in terms of options and alternates to um, to build equity in your property. So first off, we'll look at the capital growth. So that is really driven by asset selection. So the best capital growth-focused assets um, are what you need to focus on as part of building equity. Um, and it's a very different approach, as we've always said, to purchasing a home. When you're looking at uh, buying a, uh, a um, capital growth focused asset, you're not so much worried about the lifestyle characteristics that you would have focused on when buying a home. You're looking at what's going to drive that growth for that property into the future to, to help you build that equity. So as we've always said, there's three um, main drivers for that, three main elements. First one being having a property that's got strong underlying land value. So you need to be looking at properties in areas where land is at an absolute premium, so it's not readily available, um, and that there's high demand for property or for land in those locations as well, because that high demand will keep pressure um, on that lack of supply and can keep pushing prices up. The second is having something with, with scarcity to it. So properties that are not being replicated and having more and more of the same thing being built. So they're a finite asset class as opposed to an infinite asset class, which falls more in that off-the-plan apartment or in some of the outer uh, modern estates that are, that are being constructed. And there's a key difference. So people talk about, oh, this property being um, rare or hard to come by. You've got to be understand the difference between anomalous, which is what some of these rare properties might be, and a scarce property. An anomalous property is usually something that is quite unusual. Uh, it's quite often limited, and the demand is quite often limited too. So something, say, for instance, a one-bedroom house, where most people are looking for at least two or three, perhaps, perhaps four or five bedrooms. So a one-bedroom house could be considered anomalous, whereas a scarce property is something that's not being built. And typically, a scarce property is wanted by more buyers than there are properties available. So a good example of that is a single-fronted uh, cottage house or single-fronted terrace because there's not any more of them being built. They're 100 plus years old, um, but they're in uh, really high demand type locations. And then the final element here is having a property that's got multifaceted demand. So it's not reliant on one buyer profile. By having that and by having multiple buyer profiles interested in a property, obviously that increases your demand level. So 
if the market does have a downturn and perhaps one or two of those buyer profiles um, leave the market or are reduced, then the others will hopefully take up the slack. So you tend to find with this um, type of, of um, element, it reduces the, the inconsistency. You've got a far more consistent growth pattern. So when we talk about these different buyer profiles, we're talking about, say, first home buyers. We might be talking about upgraders, so someone coming from a smaller home into a larger one, downsizers, which is obviously the reverse, where someone's um, perhaps the family has moved out of home and there's only two people living, so they don't necessarily need the size of the, the family uh, residence. Uh, someone might be looking for a town base, so they perhaps have got the main residence now in a tree change or sea change location, and but still looking to have a presence in the city. And then obviously, finally, the investor market as well. So if you can cover off on as many of those as possible, it's going to increase your demand levels um, going forward. The next element in, in terms of, or next option in terms of building equity is um, adding value to the property itself. So this um, element is far less reliant on market movement and the focus is much more on improving the property itself to increase value. Um, and it can be done in a variety of ways. Now, the most common and the most obvious are probably renovation. Um, and that's generally focused on, say, kitchens and bathrooms because those service areas um, have the greatest impact on value. But it can be as minimal as doing uh, upgrading floor covering, so carpet, tiles, floorboard, giving floorboards a polish, uh, painting throughout, or even light fittings or, or tap fittings in bathrooms. And you can really modernise properties with uh, limited cost or expense if you know where to look and you know where you're going to get bang for buck. The next step from that is to do extensions. Now, it's obviously a more significant cost and, and certainly far more expensive, um, and the risk there too is that it can obviously increase your loan as well as the value of the property. So if that's the case, you can quite often cancel one another out and you're not actually building any equity in the property. So you do need to be smart about um, doing extensions and you tend to find that it's probably more of a lifestyle decision than it is rather uh, an option to build equity and to, to help you out with um, creating wealth. So it's something that you need to be careful around and the other element to that, people talk about overcapitalizing and with extensions, it can be. It might only be an overcapitalization in the short term. In the long term, uh, it still works very favorably, but it may not necessarily be the best way to do things um, from a creating equity perspective. Landscaping to properties can be really beneficial as well. Uh, again, it can be costly, so you need to be mindful of that. But improving outdoor entertaining areas, um, particularly low maintenance type properties, uh, if you can reduce those maintenance levels um, as an investor, and it's one less thing for a renter to have to look after, that can be of, of great benefit to the, the renter because they don't necessarily want to have to look after gardens. But it also means that there's less likely that they may impact or negatively impact on the value of your property as well. So it can be a really smart way to, um, to add value, but you do need to be mindful of costs. Um, Moving a little bit more left of centre, perhaps if there's opportunities to um, create car accommodation. So again, with terrace houses and things, not all of them have uh, have got um, roller doors at the rear. So you may be able to, depending upon um, how low or high the laneway sits, you may be able to create off-street parking. And in a lot of inner city areas, that can be of great added value. Um, but it may not necessarily be creating car accommodation. It may actually be um, enclosing uh, off-street parking on a family home. So you may only have a driveway or just off-street a space for off-street parking by putting in a carport or a garage, particularly if that's something that is desirable for buyers in that area, that can certainly increase equity um, in your home doing that as well. Looking at, an, at the apartment market, um, 
you can find that – well, we know that there's three forms of title with apartments, and the older two forms being company share and stratum um, – they can be quite difficult to borrow against. So modernising those apartment, those titles into a strata can really increase the equity in, in your property there because you can significantly increase the value because you are increasing the number of buyers that are able to purchase your property. If you've got a company share or a stratum, certain uh, buyers, particularly first-time buyers, may not be able to borrow as much to buy that property and therefore may look at alternates. So if you can create your or convert your property into a strata, then that can certainly build equity that way as well. Subdivision, that's another option in terms of um, creating wealth. Um, and it can be if you've got a, uh, um, a larger property that, that perhaps could be subdivided, so focusing on a, um, a developer, whether you do the subdivision or not, or whether you get dr plans drawn up, that could be an option. And on the flip side, the reverse of that, if you're in an apartment block, you might be able to come together and sell as a whole, which could very well, as land values continue to increase, um, mean that you can sell for a greater price and and, um, and create equity that way as well by, um, by selling down. And then finally, uh, rezoning uh, can be a, another great way to um, to increase value. Now, it's not an easy thing to do, and generally you've got to have some knowledge, but it's something, say, in some of the inner city suburbs of Melbourne, whereby there's formerly been a lot of light industrial, which is no longer considered to be the highest and best value for those, uh, sorry, highest and best use for those properties. And what that can mean, if you can have the property rezoned from that light industrial use to a residential use, um, that can significantly increase the value because it's a, one less thing that a developer might need to do themselves as part of a process. So, um, and you've most people have no doubt heard of um, some of the green wedge and the rural zonings um, out in some of uh, more regional areas that can have a significant change in value of properties and again increase equity that way too. So, another and multiple ways to to increase the value of your property and therefore increase the equity. The op oh, now, obviously, the op uh, other alternatives we mentioned before um, to increasing value is to actually reduce the debt that you've got against the property to build equity that way. Now, in order to do that, you've typically got to be paying more down off your loan. Um, now, you may be able to do that if you perhaps receive a pay rise or some form of cash windfall, an inheritance of some sort, and that may enable you to pay down the loan as well and, and increase equity that way. Um, but you may also be wanting to have that fu those funds for other alternate uses. So, one of the best ways to reduce debt um, on the property on your property is via increasing your rental income that you're receiving on the property. So, to increase that that weekly income, you'll most not likely need to upgrade or improve the property that you've got on there in some form. So, renovations are usually the best way to do this, and we've spoken about those earlier in the podcast. Um, however, the way to increase capital value is not always the same and they don't always go hand in hand in terms of increasing the rental return. Um, so it's important to understand what your property may lack from a, a renter's perspective and what they may be looking for and therefore be prepared to, to pay more for from a rental point of view. So we tend to find that renters really value and focus on service areas, kitchens and bathrooms. So being able to increase or improve those um, can really help. That doesn't necessarily mean full-blooded renovations. You can improve the uh, the aspect or um, the quality of a of a kitchen and a bathroom without having to rip out and gut the whole place. So, over the over time, we've looked at you, there's some great painting products to paint tiles. So those that have become dated to bring them back to a neutral white. 
um, to change taps, both bath, shower, and hand basin can make, make a big difference as well. And even changing shower screens can make a big difference. And all of a sudden, you've got what feels to be a brand new bathroom without the full expense of having to do the full-blooded renovation. So these are things that you can look at and consider doing. Heating and cooling as well um, are not necessarily things that are going to significantly increase the capital value of the property, but renters will certainly look upon that favorably. So if there's no air conditioning, for instance, in a property, putting in a split system air conditioner can can significantly, well, not significantly, but it could increase your rental income by 10 or $20 a week, which obviously when we're looking at trying to gain every avenue we can to pay down debt, um, that can certainly be of help as well. So there are ways and, th- and means, but it's important to understand the difference um, of when you're focusing on uh, a rental return or increasing a rental return, what is the renter going to be looking for um, with your property? Okay, so let's have a look at, so I'll have a chat about now um, the case study for this week. So we were recently approached um, by a client of ours who owned a two-bedroom apartment that we'd purchased for them many, many years ago within a block of four apartments. Um, they expressed that they, um, they along with the other owners within that block, um, were interested in selling their development as a whole um, rather than as individuals. Now, we looked at it, um, took a step back. Each individual apartment on a really good day was probably worth about a million dollars each at best. Um, But the site itself was highly undercapitalized because four four apartments on a site of in excess of a thousand square meters in the location of this property meant that the the land value was was enormous for this property. There was not, not much else like it around. And by coming together, um, they were going to be in a far better position. Now, harder to build equity in this instance to, to borrow against, but when it comes to actually <clears throat> selling, then it, it can work very much in your favour. So we had an independent valuation assessment done on this property, which suggested the property was worth $7 million as a whole. Um, so already significantly above uh, what the sum of the parts would be. Um but in the end, after a very successful campaign, it sell, ended up selling for close to $10 million. So by coming together, that equity was enormous and, and the, the profit that they were able to make um, was a significant significant difference compared to doing it um, on your own. So that's about it for today's uh, podcast. As I mentioned last week, we are looking to do the uh, – uh, question and opinion podcast in a few weeks time and we've had many questions come in over the last fortnight so please keep those coming in um, send them to podcast at wakeland.com.au so we can uh, really get to get into some some good quality questions in a few weeks time but thanks for joining me for episode 40 uh, please as always feel free to share the podcast far and wide with friends family colleagues and anyone else who might be interested in property Um, And for further information, have a look at the website, wakeland.com.au, and we obviously wish you all the best with your property decisions.